You're listening to the Freedom House Podcast. We're a house that will empower you in your walk with Christ to get free, live free, and set others free. This is our Sunday service series. For more information, go to FHUS.org. Enjoy. Want to have some testimonies here, if I can get the ushers. Like I said, the generosity of the people were amazing. We had people giving us their whole house so that we could stay there. People that actually left and stayed with someone else so that we could have their whole house for, for our team. Like, who does that? It's not like they were out of town and like, oh, here's an Airbnb. You can, you can have this Airbnb. Like, thank you, Ryan. You're awesome. Woo! Woo! I was just going to sing a song, but I won't. because of the... <laughs> Going to the chapel. No, I was just kidding. <laughs> so, anyway, but I'm seriously was so impressed. Like, who, who actually, like, gives their whole house and goes and stays somewhere else? Right? And then the, her name was Pepita, if you see us. I know you don't speak English, but we love you. We love you, Pepita. You're so amazing. Thank you so much for all you did for us. She actually gave us her home so we could all stay there. And then she was so excited about the message that we preached that she actually followed us to Toluca. To, <laughs> so that she could be in part of the meetings in Toluca. So, and in Toluca, we had a home that somebody gave us their whole house again to stay in. And then when we went to Merida, we had someone that gave us like a smoking deal on her whole house. And she actually moved her out and stayed with someone else and then let us rent her whole home. She rents it out as an Airbnb sometimes, but like smoking deal, like there's like crazy deal, like amazing. Like, so it was so, such a blessing just to see the generosity of the people in their hearts towards us. But I want to um, bring Adam up here. We're going to give you some testimonies. And so Pastor Robert wants me to tell all of you that he loves all of you. He wishes he was here. He is recovering from who knows <laughs> food, water. I don't know if it was the food or the water, but anyway, he's recovering. Um, so he's at home. I said, Pastor Robert, don't worry about it. Adam and I will take care of it for you. But he really wanted to be here. Um, it was not something we had planned. He was ready to go. Even this morning, he was ready, getting up, ready to go. I go, honey, just stay, uh, you know, stay home. Um, Adam and I can take care of it. We're good. So now we can brag about him behind his back. <laughs> so I'm excited about that because he doesn't like us to talk too much about him. So now I can just brag. So, <laughs> amen. So let's sit down. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So I, I wanted to have Adam, uh, first of all, just sh uh, read uh, something. He read it, read it to me on the plane. I'm like, wow, that is exactly it. You know, one of the things that I know that Pastor Robert is graced for is that uh, he's graced to break things open so that other people can come in behind. He's been that way since he was in uh, it, right out of Bible school when he went overseas. 
that's the thing that he did was he would open up the door, he would break it open, and then he would bring the other team members behind. And so because they would be like, oh, wow, that was awesome. And he's like, okay, I'm sending my team. And usually he, at that time, usually he was bringing the ladies in. Because a lot of times in some of the Asian cultures, they didn't want women preachers. He's like, no, I'm bringing her, and she's coming in, and she's preaching. And so he would make a way for the gifting and for uh, the grace of God that was upon their lives to have room. And so even so, with this house, one of the things that he's gifted for is to be able to go in and break things open so that we can send other people in. Amen. And so the whole trip really was really just God had given us a word that we've actually was a scolding, if you will, um, that you've neglected your neighbors to the south. And as a nation, we've neglected our neighbors to the south. And so uh, that was really hit home for him. So after that, we started looking into uh, Mexico and like, what are we going to do there and where would we go? We don't want to do what everyone else does. And, you know, not that there's it's bad. It's just we that's not what we're graced for. That's not our calling. And so where are we going to go? What are we going to do? Um, and so, of course, Itzel is in Mexico, and she was helping us establish some contacts and, and really get to know some of the pastors and how can we help them? Because it's not about us having a platform. It's about us helping the churches and helping people. Amen. And bringing, you know, just how, how many know, do you like getting guests, having guest ministers come to the house and bring in something different, right? We don't want to eat the same food every day. Right, so it's nice to have others to come in to bring a, a different perspective or a different blessing, and so we were so privileged to have uh, a different perspective and di- different blessing when they come. So I'm, we feel the same way with bringing it to them. So that's what it's about, amen. But I wanted you to read something just to give it like a, a picture of what really um, are the calling of a of the house. Yeah. So I saw this online, uh, and it's about the nature of the apostle. It says, apostles uniquely carry a door-opening grace and also a stay-put grace on their lives and ministries, quoting 1 Corinthians 16.9. They walk with the special God-given mandate to go into regions and cities to invade and open up a door in the physical and natural realm for conversion, deliverance, church planting, and equipping. The apostolic grace on their lives has them searching for an army to raise in the city, not a church country club to settle down with. (laughs) Amen. As apostles grow in this door-opening grace in regions and territories, they will eventually gain special favor to inherit land, property, finances, and strategic city relationships with relative ease. This inevitably will cause jealousy and insecurity among religious leaders who simply do not carry apostolic grace on their lives. At the same time, apostles also are equipped with a special endurance and patience to withstand great spiritual warfare and opposition for months and years while they occupy the territory God has given them and establish his kingdom. Apostles will absolutely refuse to leave a region or city until their apostolic assignment is complete. Many well-intending saints will encourage them to move into a new season when they know in their heart is the wrong timing. If you are walking with an apostle who carries this door opening and stay put grace upon their lives, please consider praying for their marriages and families. They will face incredible warfare on their journey, specifically jealousy and insecurity from religious leaders in the cities and regions they are sent to invade, and also weariness and discouragement will try to plague them as they refuse to leave until their apostolic assignment is complete. Amen. That when he were uh, he showed me that on the plane home, and I was like, wow, that, that really gives you a good picture, you know. And, but we know first the door opens in the spirit realm, right? And so they are opening a door in the spirit realm. And 
we part of the assignment that for us is making sure we establishing the right context with ap- apostolic graces that are in Mexico so that we can come alongside not to just take over it's not about p- building a church it's more about establishing and uh, relationship and being able to help uh, the people that are there and go into other areas that there's no one there yeah. right and so that's the, one of the things that uh, we really uh, really want to to do is we want to be able to reach people that are not being reached, right? That's the calling that's on our on this house and on you, all of you. So, amen. So if you're in a, a work situation or something and you're like, man, it's so hard and everyone's so dark and they all hate, you know, hate me or they hate Jesus and they're so, there's so much opposition. Well, guess what? That's because you have an apostolic grace and you need to break it open so the light of Jesus can go into that place. Amen. Because you're the light in there. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so we wanted to, uh, Rachel, did you want to come and say something? Come here. Come up. I didn't know she wa- was she wanting to come, so I'll have her come up. Woo! Okay, stand right next to me. Okay. So Rachel was on the trip. We, we decided to bring our family with us, and we were so glad. And so I just wanted to ask you, Rachel, what was the thing that impressed you the most about the trip? Thanks, Rachel. Good job, Rachel. And so another uh, testimony that I would like to share is that all my kids did so well. Like, they were, they just fit right into the, the culture and the community, um, you know, I was kind of worried because, you know, we're, we're, we're a different type of, you know, we're Americans, right? And so uh, we don't you know, normally greet each other with a kiss on the cheek and say mucho gusto. You know, that's not how we do that. We don't get close and kiss. Um, but every single person, the pastors and leaders that were in the church that they met, they would... Uh, they just instinctively would do exactly what they were doing, give the kiss on the cheek and say mucho gusto. And I was like, and they didn't get shy or anything. They just were, they were just as welcoming and open to the people as the people were to them. So it was really great to see that. So how about you, uh, Adam, what was your takeaway? Like what was the thing that impressed you the most? That's a loaded question. (laughs) In general, then we'll get specifics. Um, Just the, the hunger of the people and the, the readiness for them to, to really take their faith to the next level. I, I was struck by how many people were, were hungry to be equipped and to be trained and uh, just to, to receive. And uh, we had such a powerful move in, in you know, multiple different services and different places. And everywhere we went, we just encountered people who were hungry and you could tell they were waiting for something to take place in their nation. And so that's something that really struck me. And I'm excited to see what God is going to continue to do in that nation through us and through others who he sends. Amen. That's right. So I just want to give you kind of a uh, timeline of what, what we did. So first of all, we went straight to Guadalajara. And obviously we know uh, Itzel was, is living in Guadalajara. That's her hometown. And so we went there and we met with Pastor Beto and Pastor Sandra. Um, there they are right there. Very cute. 
I swear They're there's awesome. doppelgangers in every nation. I, I've, we've seen so many people that look exactly like somebody that we've known from another place. It's, it's interesting. But this was in the green room and uh, before the service, I believe. And so we were with them. But it was great to have a great uh, connection with them. So we met with them on Saturday morning, got to have breakfast with them. Then we all had the Sunday morning service, and then we had the Sunday evening uh, service. And so they were really just amazing. Pastor Robert was on fire. Um, he spoke about the ceilings. Why don't you share a little bit what he talked about, about the ceilings and blind Bartimaeus on the first service? And Yeah, so uh, we did two services in uh, Guadalajara. There was a morning service and an evening service. And uh, Pastor Robert kind of flowed in the same direction for, for each one, but like a continuation. So he's talking about ceilings that, uh, that hold us down and prevent us from being able to, you know, break through and move forward in God. And, you know, Pastor Robert, he preaches faith and he preaches strong. So the first service was focused primarily on blind Bartimaeus and the, uh, the ceilings of fear and intimidation of the, the people around him or cultural, uh, you know, ceilings that, that would prevent uh, him from being able to receive his blessing and, and his healing. And in the second service, it was the, uh, the Canaanite woman with the demonized daughter. And man, you could just see each, uh, each service had just a special touch of the spirit, especially in that second one. Um, one of the ceilings that he talked about was the ceiling of offense. And that was a common theme throughout every place that we went to, was that God wanted to deal with people's unforgiveness and offense, not just in big things, but also in little things. And uh, man, you could just see, even looking around the room as he was preaching about the ceiling of offense with the Canaanite woman, people were just weeping and just tears streaming. Before we even began ministering, they were already being struck and convicted by the Spirit and being deeply moved. And it just really opened things up for a great time of ministry. Like you could just, I, I just glanced around while he was preaching and it, like people were just like ready to receive ministry because they knew that what they were offended with was so much smaller than what this woman could have been offended with. And, and what I really loved is like, because we've all heard him preach from those two uh, stories, but it was different. It came out different. It just had a different anointing and grace on it. And it just permeated through everyone and just being able to minister to the people and really have them receive, uh, you know, renouncing and repenting from, from offense and just receiving ministry from that. And so in those services, what was your thing that stood out the most, like uh, who we ministered to? Um, I mean, we ministered to a whole bunch of people. and <laughs> Literally, people came up. I mean, there are so many, I would have to say, there are so many people that we ministered to, and there was just, you know, the three of us, that it literally, like, all blends together. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I, there was so, just so much. Um, but it was amazing to see just the, the reception and the hearts of the people. Mm-hmm. So you can see this is the church, right? You can see the church right here. This is uh, Pastor Beto's church. And... Um, that was one of the services we had. That was the morning service that and, we had. And by the way, right there on the, on the right side in the pink, that's Pepita. Yeah, that's Pepita is in the pink right there. See her <laughs> in the second row on the end? That's her. <laughs> She's the one that gave us the house to stay in. So yeah. we love her. So um, what stood out the most? What, what did you see how God uh, really moved on people? I mean, first of all, when pastors started ministering, I mean, people were just getting laid out left and right. I mean... I got winded in the first two minutes 
trying to usher for him. I mean, I ran up and I'm like running all the way across. It was, it was gnarly. And, and uh, I mean, it wasn't a deliverance line, but even, you know, different people started popping off and, you know, we took care of, you know, casting out some demons and ministering inner healing to different ones. And when you have the anointing on your life, yeah. that it just happens. Yeah. So it was, it was incredible. For me, the one, uh, the one thing that really stood out, there was one person at the very end of the, I think it was after the second service, um, pastor had, uh, he, he ministered to her and, uh, her husband, they were newlyweds. They'd been married for a couple of months and he was just ministering to them, prophesying over them. She was one of the ushers who was helping with everything. So she didn't get ministered to until the very end. And at the, at, at the end, after pastor had finished, uh, ministering to her, I got a word of knowledge that she had experienced significant trauma in her past. And so I just asked Itzel to translate for me. Could you just ask her if she experienced a really significant trauma in her past? And she said, yes. And so then the prophetic word just started coming out of me. Just like, you know, this trauma has held you down. It's held you back. It's, it's become a veil over your eyes to prevent you from seeing God clearly, seeing how he sees you clearly, and being, from being able to move forward in your life. But God wants to bring healing and restoration. And immediately she just broke and collapsed onto the ground, just weeping, 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 while the Lord gave me just words of inner healing and encouragement ended up leading her through a process of inner healing. And then she started manifesting and just, you know, demonic spirits coming out of her. I think a few different ones um, very, very quickly because of the healing that had taken place. And afterwards, just she looked like a completely different person. It was, wow, it was incredible. It was amazing. I literally just seeing God just touch people and how much they were they were just hungry and wanting to receive it was it was amazing um i had one uh, there was one gentleman that i saw and i was like as soon as i saw him i had a word for him and i didn't i never met him don't know who he is i'm gonna talk to him he doesn't speak english you know and gave him this word and he's shaking and weeping and come to find out like word like everything that i god was showing me was exactly where like i talked about his background like you're you discounting yourself from your background and and but god's going to use you so don't look back at where you came from it's not about where you came from it was something like that obviously when you're prophesying you don't remember what you said but um at least i don't some people might but i don't um but really then later on the pastor told me like oh yeah this is where he came from this was his background da, 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 da. and it was like oh wow you know so it was like reading his mail um and then the other thing is just that for the church like the vision and the prophecy over the uh the church it's um cdd right so yeah. cdd comunidad de dios uh yeah uh, community guadalajara is uh, yeah so cdd guadalajara um so at that church i just had this great I could see it from the first service. I gave the word in the second service and just the, the call on them and just seeing them going out. And it was interesting because afterwards the pastor came to me and he's like, actually you're the, I think it was the fourth person that's prophesied the exact same thing to him. And so it's like, okay, it's confirmation. You better go do it. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't hear that part. <laughs> so, so, you know, that's how God works. You know, it's just bringing confirmation. And so then after uh, Guadalajara, we went to uh, Toluca. Of course, we had to fly into Mexico City. So praise the Lord. We had um, Pastor Omer 
and his guys come. There he is right there, Pastor Omer. Like, literally, you guys, this the connection between... Pa- they can't even talk to each other. Like, literally. But they act like they can, you know? <laughs> like... Seriously, Pastor Robert and Pastor Omer, I mean, you can just sense like this divine relationship. There is just a connection between them. They both admire each other. Like you can just tell that there's like a general respect and admiration towards one another. And just watching them, like the, the thing that just blew everything away was Google Translate. So... You guys, it was, it was so, it, it just tickled me watching Pastor Robert and Pastor Omer just, they were walking around. We were at the ruins, the Aztec ruins in Teotihuacan, and just watching them like pass Google Translate back and forth to each other with simple phrases and just lighting up on their face at just how happy they were to be like talking in simple phrases like this. It was amazing. Seriously, that's where, that was the ruins that we went to. With the, so literally when we went to Toluca, it was like, go see things in the day and minister at night. Like it was like all day. This was an all day thing. Like, so props to Pastor Robert. I mean, like he was like full in, in, you know, whatever the pastor wanted. We, we just wanted to be with him, with the pastors. And so um, all day long when we're like literally getting back with like less than an hour to get ready and then going to the meeting. Like, because and Pastor Robert was driving, so he was driving four hours a day. You know, so he's driving to these places, two hours there, two hours back, and then coming back, changing and going and ministering. I mean, and Pastor was amazing. Like you wouldn't even know; it didn't even phase him. He just yeah. kept going, and and so yeah. There's the pastors. That's Pastor Daya, his wife, and um, so then the thing that actually really like. Adam said that struck me the most was like, we're walking down this path and it's like, they're, they're kind of <laughs> side by side, the same exact, I wish I would have sent the picture so that Jacqueline could show you. Um, but they're like side by side. I'm kind of behind oh, them watching yeah, them walk yeah. and they, they have the same stride. They look exactly the same. So one's white chocolate, one's dark chocolate. I don't know. And so, <laughs> sorry, but they're walking aside and they look exactly the same. Right? And they look like they're walking exactly the same way. And they're wearing the same clothes. And they're, yeah, they were dressed and they're like next to each other, like leaned over with their cell phones, talking to each other with the Google Translate. And like, they, that was like a game changer for them because they, the whole time they had to go through Excel or mainly Excel for, for uh, translating, but they, you could just see there was just this, it didn't matter, you know? His native language is some Congolese dialect and then French. And then Spanish. But now he's like, I just speak Spanish. That's why. I mean, he is like, you know, he preaches in Spanish. He's like, he's like, that's my language. But he doesn't speak English. So he's like, by the next time you come, Pastor Robert, I'm going to speak English. And I'm like, and then, so I turned to Robert. And I said, you better learn some Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so and, do you have something to add to that? Yeah. And, uh, and for those who don't know, uh, Pastor Omer, he's not originally from Mexico. He's from the Congo. And he's a missionary that God sent to Mexico. So his native language is Congonese. I think it's Congonese. It's the, yeah. And, uh, and French. But uh, he learned Spanish, you know, coming there. God sent him. So he's really a unique uh, breed that's over there. So both Pastor Robert and Pastor Omer, you know, they have that same kind of apostolic, you know, grace and, and desire to, to see Mexico transformed. And it's really incredible the church that he's built, especially being a foreigner as he is, and the people who receive him so well, they love him, they adore him, and they really honor him. And so it was just incredible to see what they were building there in Toluca. Yeah, it was definitely a divine relationship. And so when we were there, obviously we did our freedom 
seminar. That's why we went. And so we started with forgiveness and uh, unforgiveness and and the tormentors, that kind of thing. And so the amount of people that really have a lot of forgiveness that they have to... And, you know, let me clarify that they've been through so much. Like, so many people have been through so much there. And just to... It's just hard for them. Like, you know, hard for them to release that and to forgive that, you know. And talk about the one lady that you prayed for yeah. forgiveness. Um so this was, so, so the way that we ran the, the seminar is, I mean, for those of you who've been through Freedom in Christ, you kind of know the drill. You know, we, we start with, uh, well, usually we just preach on like demonology and what are demons and the nature and everything. But the way we did it this time is we, we actually broke it up into three days. The first day was all about unforgiveness, dealing with offense. And then the second day, I ministered on curses. And then the third day, we got into clean and unclean spirits, or, well, not clean spirits, but <laughs> unclean spirits unclean, yeah. and, uh, and the nature of how demons enter and how to get free and all of that. But what we did differently this time is every day we ministered, whereas usually we teach, 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 teach. And in the very end, we minister this time, every meeting, there was a breakout of the spirit and we began ministering to people. And so, and so let, me, let me clarify one thing. So the, a lot of the people were so, you know, there's so much hurt and so much, and this is like new for them. Or maybe they thought they forgave, but they really didn't. But there's a, like this, there's just so much hurt and rejection um, that it's hard for people to like let down the walls to be able to receive. And so there's a lot of people like, yes, they went through there, they were there for that meeting, but sometimes they, certain things they just weren't willing uh, to let go of because there's so much, so many walls of protection. So. so at the end of the third service where we had the, uh, the full freedom in Christ and we were laying hands on people and casting out demons, there was this one woman who I went up to and I laid hands on her. Immediately, she just started manifesting on the ground, hardcore. And I just go to get to work and I'm commanding to come out. And I'm there laboring for like five, five minutes straight. Nothing's happening. It's not going anywhere. Uh, it's just, she's just manifesting. And I'm like, something's, something's wrong. Like it's cause this works, you know? And so, so I kind of have her come to, <laughs> it does work. <laughs> so I have her come to, and I said, okay. And I had a translator there. Um, listen, like, do you, is there somebody you need to forgive? And she's bawling and she's like, yes. And even though we'd already ministered forgiveness two days prior, you know? And so I said, okay, well, you know, I, I just, gave a couple of minutes of, you know, reminding her of the principles of forgiveness and everything. And, uh, and I said, like, are you, are you ready to forgive? And she said, no. And I said, well, okay. <laughs> like, what do you mean? And she said, it's too painful. And so then the Holy Spirit um, just, you know, nudged me in a certain direction of like, well, it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. And she's unable to release forgiveness in this area. And I just sense the Holy Spirit nudging me to show her his goodness, that he wanted to show her his goodness by, by touching her with his presence and bringing some healing so that she could be opened up to trust him enough to actually release forgiveness. And so I just began ministering along those lines and in inner healing and told her, listen, I want you to go back to that place of the trauma that you experienced and where that person had done you wrong. And I know it's painful and I know it's difficult, but you know, you're safe. Jesus is here. I want you to go to that place and I want you to look for Jesus. I know at the time that you may have felt like he was not there, that he abandoned you, that, that he left you, but 
I want you to look for him because he's there. And I just began praying, you know, in the spirit and praying, Holy Spirit, your word says that you will reveal to us all truth. So just reveal the truth to her right now, minister to her and show her that you didn't abandon her. And as she was there, she began crying. And I asked her, are you there? And she said, yes. And I asked her, do you see Jesus? And she said, yes, I do. And I said, what is he doing? Because I mean, I think this is all the Holy Spirit at this point, you know. <laughs> so she said, uh, Jesus just wants to hold me. And immediately you could see she just began breaking down. And I said, Jesus never left you. You thought that he did, but the whole time he was there, he protected you, he kept you safe, and he brought you to this point here to where he can bring healing and restoration to your life. You can trust him. He never abandoned you. And as she's weeping, I asked her, now are you ready to trust God and release forgiveness so that he can be your judge rather than you trying to be judge for him? And she said, yes. And as soon as she did, I mean, the peace of God just came all over her. She got completely free. And after, after I came back a couple minutes later, she was standing up and she had the biggest, brightest smile on her face with tears that were coming down. I mean, wow. It was incredible. That one, that's, that's probably the number one story for me that stood out. <laughs> it Like, seriously, it was just to see the transformation of people, to see them get uh, free from unforgiveness and torment, people getting healed just inside and out, uh, just the amount of breakthrough through... Uh, the deliverance on the third day, just with, and it, seriously, it was the three of us and itself. Like, so there was four people, and there was like, literally, the the service was to be their leaders. That originally it was going to be just their leaders, and it was that which is about I think maybe fifteen people or so. I think we had like sixty or <laughs> more, at least sixty. I don't know. I didn't count it, the setup of the stage. Was this is this church right there in? Um, like you can see on the screen, that's the one in, in Toluca, C-D-D-E-D-U-M-X. Yeah. The, layout, the layout was kind of interesting, too, because I don't know if you can see, there's the stage, but it's like a warehouse. So if you can imagine, like, our sanctuary, but kind of cut off, like, right here. And the stage comes out from the side into the middle, and then the sanctuary is split up into two sides. So when you're preaching, you're kind of preaching here, and then you're preaching there, and then you're preaching back here, and then you're preaching back there again. Yeah, it was and so when you're doing ministry, you're kind of like you had to kind of go around. <laughs> and so the last day, we like took one section and had them remove all the chairs because there was no room to like pray for people. <laughs> so they moved to like one side and they removed all the chairs so we could actually minister to people over there. And literally, we just went through the crowds and just began. Pr we didn't call things out. We just started praying for people and and getting people free and just seeing the difference on people's faces. Like you could see them like afterwards and they just looked different they looked changed they looked radiant and just the power of god just was setting people free everywhere and it was amazing to see and it was amazing just um how much they received us and how well it went and um anything else you oh and then sunday service man so we had i think we should save that one for the next service i don't know <laughs> All right, we'll we'll save that. We got to have something different to share on the the next service. So we'll talk about Sunday service. But <laughs> y'all better wait then. <laughs> yeah. 
right? But it literally, there's a few, there's a few things that I want to highlight next service and um, just share about, and it, just some things that that will help you, and just that we learned on the way on the on the trip. And but I'd I'd have to say that this was just a time of really establishing relationships. You, you know, you can go to a place, but you. Don't always work with the same people. Oh, I have to say this one though. This was, this was, uh, this was like so Jesus Bible moment. Like seriously, you know how it says, "Let the little children come to me." The more spiritual you are, the more relatable you'll be, right? And so the children are not afraid of Jesus. Literally, we were at lunch after uh, this Sunday service. And they had all this food and everything. And there's this little girl. She was so cute. She was on the other side of the table. And she just, all of a sudden, she puts her drink on the table. And she crawls underneath. And she pops up right underneath Pastor's arm. And just stood there and hugged him. For like 10 minutes. Yeah, like, and would not leave. And it was the cutest thing. Like, she just was like, I wanted to be next to him. And and usually, you know, sometimes when you're doing deliverance, people get a little scared of you. But she was like, she's like, I like this guy. And I just, and he just like hugged and put his arm around her. And she just stayed there next to him. And she tried to feed him too. Right. (laughs) She did. She had her food. She's trying to feed him. But it was just adorable how, you know, how much that even the children were touched by just having us there. And we were so blessed to be there. Like, seriously, just to, to, it's just an honor that God would use us, right? It's an honor that God would let us go into those places and that uh, establish these divine relationships. It's an honor that the doors were open to us. Just such an honor. So, any last words before we close? I don't know. I think you said it all. I, I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll share a little bit more about the Sunday service and a few other things next service, so it's not all the same. Um, but like I said, Pastor Robert was amazing. Like, just the, just the power of God going through him uh, and just the capacity that he had to like every being going, going, going all day long and then just ministering the word of God. And it was hot. Yeah. It was hot. It you was all. hot. It was hot. So, um, just, he was just ministering the whole time and it just takes a lot out of you, but just, just, and as soon as he would open up and begin to minister, it's like the power of God was there mm-hmm. and people were just getting set free and demons coming out of people, people getting healed, uh, inner healing, natural healing. It was just really amazing. So let's all stand to our feet. Thank you, Father. We just thank you, Lord, for this day that you made. We thank you for all that you have for us. We thank you for the honor and the privilege to be your messengers. We thank you for this church, this house, Lord God, that has sent us We thank you for the open doors that are there. We thank you for divine relationships. We just speak a protection over the relationships. We speak a blessing over Pastor Omer and his wife, Pastor Daya. We just bless them in the name of Jesus. I thank you for them. I thank you for Pastor Beto and Pastor Sander. We thank you for their churches. We thank you for CDD. Lord God, we just bless them in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for them and we bless them. 
Father, we thank you for the opportunities, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that you equip us and you empower us for the nations. And we thank you for the doors that are opening over this nation. We thank you the doors that are opening all over to the ends of the earth, that you're opening doors to establish us in the name of Jesus. And we give you all the glory and all the praise in your mighty name. And everyone says amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a shout. Amen, amen. Be praying for Mexico. Be praying for what God wants to do next for this house. Amen. Thank you. We love you. Be blessed. You're dismissed. Thank you so much for watching. If you enjoyed this message and wish to support our ministry, the various ways to give are in the description below. If you're watching on Facebook, be sure to like our page. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to our channel and hit that notification bell so you'll know when we go live. Also, you can check out our podcasts on your favorite streaming apps so you can listen on the go. The link is in the description below. Feel free to share this message and any others with your friends and family. Have a great week, everyone, and we will see you next time. Bye. You're listening to the Freedom House Podcast. We're a house that will empower you in your walk with Christ to get free, live free, and set others free. This is our Sunday service series. For more information, go to FHUS.org. Enjoy. Enjoy.